It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Here is a sobering thought. 400 generations of farmers have unwittingly squandered a host of essential nutrients. And the net result is that the fruits and vegetables that we eat today contain only a fraction of the fiber, protein, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants of foods found in wild plants. And joining me today is Joe Robinson. She's written the book Eating on the Wild Side, The Missing Link to Optimum Health. And we're going to talk about this problem and how we fix it. Hi, Joe. How are you? I am good. Thank you. So, okay, unwittingly, I'm glad that the farmers did this by mistake, but how did it happen that all of our foods have become so much less nutritious? A lot of it has to do with the fact that we have a built-in craving, liking for um, starch, salt, um, fat, um, and sugar. Mm-hmm. And um, as, as farmers, basically, you know, and when, I'm talking 12,000 years ago when we first started agriculture, you know, we looked around at all the wild food and said, you know, we can do better than this. We can find something that's less bitter, less chewy, less, you know, that's bigger, more bigger fruit, uh, fewer seeds. And we did that generation after generation, not knowing that when we were rejecting this fibrous, um, bitter, sour, wild food, um, we were actually removing nutrients that we now know are very important for our health. And, you know, it's funny because um, I was recently at a friend's place in Michigan where there is an old apple orchard. I don't know how old, but I mean, it's certainly not something they've planted over the last few years. And the trees were absolutely abundant with apples, not much bigger, about smaller than a tennis ball, I would Uh say. And they were crisp and delicious and so flavorful that it was really an experience to eat them. (laughs) Yes, yes. You know, and that's few and far between. Many of the heirloom varieties not only have more flavor and have that crisp crunch that we, you know, that we really like, but they're higher in antioxidants. Yeah, and they're appropriately sized because, as you mentioned, that they're changing to make it less chewy, less bitter, whatever. They're also making them ginormous. The apples that I could buy at the grocery today are about three to four of those apples from the Delightful Orchard. That's right, and that's what we've done across the board is we've just um, made things bigger, less. I mean, there's so little flavor in many of the apples in the grocery store, but this is true for fruits and vegetables um, you know, just everywhere throughout the produce aisles. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's one, less nutritious than the food we started with. Yeah, and one of the statements uh, in in the information that I have about you talks about corn and what's going on with the sweet corn, the super sweet corn that we eat right now. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's amazing what we've done to corn. Um, we started out with a wild plant called teosinte, which is about 30% protein and only 2% sugar. Now, we wouldn't eat it today because it's got these big holes on it and it's, it's not sweet enough for us. So we, over about 5,000 years, we just kept breathing sweeter and um, less um, crunchy corn to have what we have in the supermarkets today, which is super sweet corn. It, is, uh, it can be up to 40% sugar. That's and astonishing. And 2% protein. That's astonishing. And you know what? My family has remarked, we remarked all summer long about how remarkably sweet the corn is. Almost yeah. too sweet. Yeah. And what we don't know, uh, we like that sweetness, is that a lot of the corn we have is either white or real pale. 
pale yellow or mm-hmm. a combination of white and yellow. And so that has very few um, antioxidants in it, um, like the red corn, blue corn, purple corn um, that Native Americans uh, consumed a long time ago, hun- hundreds and thousands of years ago, is, um, gives us a, would give us a lot more antioxidant protection. Um, but we've bred that out, uh, seeking sweeter and sweeter, and this, this, this really hard to get a super sweet corn that's also has high, is high in antioxidants. So we've just we've just gone for the super sweet. Well, you know, it's funny because the other thing that's happening is that people used to garden or buy from their farm stand down the street or get things fairly close after harvesting. But I do wonder, if, for example, when you talk about broccoli, that it begins to lose its cancer-fighting compounds within 24 hours of harvest. When broccoli is harvested, how long from harvest till it gets to my grocery store is yeah. that? Yeah, it really depends, but... Uh, I would say a minimum of a week, and it could be two weeks. And the research that I've done reading these scientific journals shows that they lose their ability to, to fight cancer and to um, reduce the risk of heart disease uh, by the hour. Oh. And so at, at two days, three days, um, we're getting only a small amount of the health benefits that we assume that we're getting from broccoli. And, and that's, you know, we've done that... Um, you know, this centralized farming where we grow monocrops in a distant location and then put it in warehouses and trucks and um, didn't used to happen until about 100 years ago. Um, and the result is the, the food, when we finally eat it, has used up not only its um, uh, antioxidants, but its natural sweet flavor. Well, is there any remedy to this? For example, I think of shrimp being frozen right on the boat so that we get fairly fresh-tasting shrimp uh, no matter where we live. What if broccoli is frozen right after harvest? Does that help or no? You know, it's, it's, um, it's unfortunate because they have to blanch the vegetables before they freeze them, and uh. the blanching process destroys antioxidants. About 50% of them are gone once you freeze them. Ah. Uh. Uh, Would it still be a, a a more nutritious result to p- select frozen broccoli than week later fresh or no? No, it probably isn't. <clears throat> it probably isn't. And um, so and there are some, you know, what I call eat me first vegetables um, that uh, you really should get. You should grow in a garden or get from a market farmer. Um, and so in addition to broccoli, there's things like um, asparagus and Brussels sprouts, cherries, kale, lettuce, parsley, raspberries, strawberries. Um, these you want to buy fresh. Mm-hmm. And I know this is, you know, like, oh, well, what do I do and how do I take care of it? Um, that's why I wrote my book, because I wanted it to be, you know, as simple as I just, after each chapter, I tell you, you know, choose this one, not that one, this one, not that one, and here's what you do with it. Um, you really need a shopping guide in order to um, recover the nutrients that we unwittingly have bred out of our food. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Joe Robinson about her book called Eating on the Wild Side, The Missing Link. To- okay, we have talked about some of the problems. Let's talk about some of the solutions. I know, for example, suggests that berries um, really are better after cooking and canned blueberries are more nutritious than fresh. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, they do get, in, you know, just incrementally more nutritious but um, fresh berries um, are fabulous, and frozen berries are good. They don't blanch them. Um, but what you need to do is thaw them in the microwave, not in the refrigerator 
or on the counter. Hmm. People think that the microwave destroys nutrients, and it can. But in terms of the berries, you can buy them frozen, you can microwave them and, and thaw them very rapidly, and they're very close to fresh berries. So the solution to berries is to buy frozen ones. And you mentioned that if you chop or mince your garlic uh, and let it sit for a while before cooking, that actually makes it more nutritious. Yeah, what you do is you, when you do that, you um, just press it, set it aside. Um, it, that garlic is developing this, the, its medicine, which is called allicin. And allicin is a very potent cancer, cancer fighter um, and is extremely good for the heart. And so after 10 minutes, there's maximum amounts of allicin in that garlic. Then you can throw it into hot oil or hot soup or hot stew, whatever you want to do with it, and that allicin is, is preserved. There's a lot of... that yeah. If you just take this garlic and throw it immediately into hot liquids or hot oil, um, it won't be protecting your health. It'll have a great flavor, but it, you know, you've lost the health benefits. And, and that is just that taking that small step is, is really critical. And there's lots of tips like this in the book. Well, th- you know, take us for a little stroll through the grocery store and some things that you'd say, hey, grab these or hey, don't take these. What, what are some of your tips there? Yeah, it is, I'd like to um, talk about some of the surprisingly inexpensive high phytonutrient foods, high antioxidant foods. One of them is Concord grape juice which is an all-American juice, 100% juice, um, that has been shown to lower blood pressure and to, um, to fight um, uh, inflammation. I mean, how, it's, it's inexpensive and it's right there. Um, and then in the grocery aisles, you can find um, that green onions are a lot more nutritious than people think, you know, just the scallions. What's important there is you eat the green part as well as the white. Um, black and dark red grapes are excellent for us. Well, this is some really good advice. There is so much information here, and and you've got to check out the book. It is called Eating on the Wild Side, The Missing Link to Optimum Health. And Joe's website is www.eatwild.com. And I'm going to go ahead and put a link to that on amystable.com as well. But Joe Robinson, thank you. Very eye-opening, concerning, but it looks like we've got some options to keep our nutrition strong. Thanks so much for sharing this information today. Well, you're welcome. There's really easy, low-cost solutions. Yeah. Um, Great talking with you. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com. Amy's Table.